Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. Your host for today, Ivan Pineda, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Let's start the show. Welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today we have quite the episode to break down everything that went wrong in yesterday's match against Leon. And then we're going to be looking up ahead to the game on Saturday against Atlas and everything in between. But as always, let me introduce tonight's co-host, New York's very own AJ and Christian Rosendo. Gentlemen, how are we tonight? Doing okay. Just currently in pain because after everything that's happening with america and america feminine it's not a good time so that's how i'm currently feeling a lot of pain lots and lots of pain but christian tell me how how are you doing after such a terrible loss to i mean yesterday same boat as aj um first off i just want to say how i hope everyone's doing well i hope aj and ivan you guys are doing well uh, make sure to stay safe, guys. Uh, you know, there's a, it's a lot of a lot of scary stuff going on in the world. But regards to America, yes, AJ, I, I, I agree with you. There's a lot, a lot of pain on my side. And uh, it should be an, in- an interesting episode as we break everything down. Lots and lots to talk about. We're going to be obviously recapping everything that went wrong and some of the things that actually went right for America in this game against Leon. We'll look ahead into what this Atlas game is going to look like for America. We'll get you guys a little bit of injury updates as we do know that we have lost Nicolas Benedetti for quite some time and uh, everything in between. Hashtag Fuera Piojo. We'll talk about that as well in just a little bit. But all right, gentlemen, might as well just start. Where we left off last week, America versus Leon, Leon versus America played on neutral territory as this one was played in Aguascalientes in El Estadio Victoria. We came into this one a little bit skeptical about how this team was going to line up. We thought we had fingers crossed that not just uh, Cáceres was going to be ready to play in the center back spot, but also Emanuel Aguilera, which actually didn't actually happen obviously we did get one of the Cáceres at center back but it's not the one we wanted Um, and we'll talk a little bit about how that kind of definitely hinged us uh, in the back because I think playing one center defensive mid and one left back as your two center backs well that was just uh that was just asking for trouble especially when you had a youngster like Ramon Juarez on the bench who probably would have done a better job than either one of those two but we'll get into that in just a moment gentlemen Game probably doesn't go exactly how we expected. You know, America ends up losing three to two, especially after the first half we had. We thought this game could have been a whole different story. But at the end of the day, how are you guys walking out of this? You know, knowing with everything, injuries, um, you know, the, the lack of playing time that we've had because we obviously had this international break. What are your final thoughts on this one? Who wants to start things off? You want to start? Christian? No, you can go, AJ. I really, I just speechless, really. Just, I'm not understand to how, you know, we were gaining momentum in that first half with the goals that we were scoring. And then to seem like just second half was just a complete different story in this case. Like countless errors coming from the defense and goalkeeping. It's just terrible. I felt like midfielders are trying to do their very best that they can, which I mentioned from the last podcast episode where I was like, the midfielders have to come up big along with our force, but it just seems like in this case, just 
the defense is just a really a bad problem. With me personally, just like having players like uh, Luis Reyes, who's originally left back playing as a center back, and then Santiago Casas, who's a certain defensive mid, as you mentioned, playing as a center back, that sounds like a recipe for disaster at that point. It just seems like throughout that entire match, it just seemed like the defense was not really getting a break. Didn't really help out as well that Oscar Jimenez was having a bad time in goalkeeping, just making simple mistakes that I felt like he really should be that he really shouldn't be making, but just all in all, just it was just a really tough time for our America. And especially with the loss and Nicolas Benedetti with the injury that he received as well, also really didn't help out America's case in this entire match. I'm blaming AJ for this one because if you go back to the episode, he was like, Oh, Oscar Jimenez is yet to lose a game. And I was mm-hmm. like, AJ, don't be salando us. And what happened? Oh, AJ. This is why you don't bring up those stats. Let's add uh, insult to injury. I said it was going to be 3-2 this game. It was 3-2. <laughs> the problem, Leon scored three and America scored two. So, uh, Christian, your take. Um, disappointed. Um, throughout everything, injuries, formation, errors, lineup errors, player errors. Um, I felt that we probably could have walked away with the win on this. Um, the, the key in this game was, um, was finishing. Um, and for being the best offense in the league, our finishing, especially in the first 10 minutes of the match, uh, was, uh, was not there. And that seriously could have, uh, you know, probably made or break this game. If you could have gotten, you know, maybe a quick goal, uh, in the first half, I even mean, you stress how, how very important it is for making to get off to a good start and what better to get off to a good start and the goal. Uh, you saw the immense pressure that we had on Leon. They really didn't know what to do. They were scrambling, really making a lot of turnovers, very unlikely of them. And when they do play like that, you have to take advantage. And America just didn't have it in them to take advantage. And that was really the key because, you know, in two, I guess, they were good plays by Leon, all all credit to them. But it's plays that, you know, know, it it, kind of came by by a little bit of luck and a little bit of mispositioning by by one of the center backs. That same exact goal, identical, kind of just slotted in. But, you know, like I said, the difference, though, they didn't have much chances. The difference was they finished theirs and we didn't. Yeah, I think we had a little bit more shots on the night. Uh, well, I mean, clearer ones. And I know they had a couple of shots themselves. Um, you know, some of them weren't on target. Others were. But I think you mentioned it, right, Christian? The fact that we didn't capitalize on these kind of early opportunities and we knew that they were gold. You know, we were finding gold in these situations and where we know that Leon is a team that typically doesn't make these type of mistakes. Obviously, they're the best defensive side in the league. So for you to come up and find these opportunities, you will need to put it away. I think the first one where Venus gets that one on one needs to put that away. There is no reason why he should even no reason why Henry should try to finish that himself. Uh, Venus just took a really heavy touch and that's a bit disappointing coming from a guy that we know that has the capability of being like we mentioned possibly you know a double digits uh, goal scorer in the league for us but just hasn't really taken his chances and then of course you know I, I don't know how much that first opportunity that he missed kind of ended up playing in the back of his head I mean he still had a really good game I think he was at least one of the outstanding players on the pitch for us but I mean, like you mentioned, Christian, very disappointing in everything that just kind of happened because of this game. But okay, gentlemen, talk to me a little bit more about this lineup because Christian, you thought you predicted that uh, Emmanuel Aguilera and Casero was going to be playing. That wasn't the case. We thought that was going to be 
the the starting 11 center back dual partnership but mm-hmm. it looks like they weren't 100% ready to go and we know america might not why might as well not take your chances with everything going on in the injury department so then again we had santi caceres and luis reyes playing at center back gentlemen thoughts on that just never again please i beg of you it's looking like a case i will confess america femini where Cuellar is like experimenting and now it sounds like Bioha is like, you know, I clearly have players that can play those positions, but it's like, you know what? Nah, let me just put a side defensive mid and a left back there. What's the worst possible thing that can happen? And that game is just a clear example of what can happen. That's question I mentioned before, misposition. It seems like as a Luis Reyes was playing as a left back and I'm like, no, that's where Luis Fuentes is at. You don't got to worry about that. He just goes right over there with them. I don't know why. And then, you know, Santiago um, uh, Castanez, Clearly, the center defensive mid, it seemed like he's just not really grasping that position. He just looks really uncomfortable. It's one of those cases where it's just like, I just want to be back in my normal position again. But given the circumstances of what's going on with America, he just has to play there. So it's just it's just really bad. Just with this kind of defense, if this is how it's going to be, which I'm pretty sure it's not because we're going to have Emmanuel Aguilera and um, Sebastian Casas back. I just really hope he just doesn't repeat something like this again. And just please, we had Ramon Guayas. He is a center back. You could have just put him right in there. I don't know what was going through Piojo's head throughout that time where he's like, nah, let me just bench him. The guy that you want that you put in for three classicals and then for a match like this, it's like, yeah, I don't want to put him in. What? Why? I don't know. It's an interesting one. Really, really interesting one. What do you think? Why do you think Ramon Juarez doesn't play Christian? I just, well, I think we all know uh, Piojo's kind of, not a vendetta, but I guess um, just um, his not willingness to, to play young players. And, but that's the thing that doesn't make sense, though, because, you know, you sub him in uh, in the Clásico, you sub him in against Cruz Azul, uh, and you sit him on the bench against Leon when we know we don't have any center backs. Um, uh, it's just very a very perplexed situation. Um, I, I really hope that, we get an answer to, to why Ramon Juarez didn't start because if you're going to put him in uh, in two high-pressure situations and the kid reacted well um, in both of them, why wouldn't you give him the chance to, to prove himself as a, as a starter against Leon? You know, granted, I, I, would, I, would, I would say Leon's probably the better team uh, of Chivas and Cruz Azul, but, you know, I, it's not the same pressure as, you know, playing a Clásico Nacional than a Clásico Joven. Um, getting subbed in, you know, with being a little bit out of rhythm and stuff, and the the kid held his own in those two matches. So, it's uh, it's one of those things where you just you look at the at the coach, and it, it's his fault. It's his fault that he got that defensive line wrong. Uh, yes, I know his injuries, but you have a very capable young center back waiting to t- for his opportunity. This was his opportunity, and for you to kind of deny him of that, uh, putting putting us in a hole. Uh, we, knowing the players that Leon has, how explosive they can be, it's um, it's definitely not a good look going forward. It definitely wasn't, but I mean, it was the case that we had to work with what we had at the moment, and I think Ramon Juarez would have been the perfect plug-in. But it wouldn't have solved the defensive issue necessarily because then you're missing another center back in that spot, and it's either you play Santi Cáceres or you end up playing Luis Reyes in that position, mm-hmm. and I think both of them proved to be a huge liability and we'll get to it in just a little bit because in those two goals where Leon scored twice on us same play technically had three plays that were similar just you know in the second one they didn't get to 
get a chance to ch- to shoot, but um, Luis Reyes gets caught flat-footed. Santi Caceres gets off position because he's kind of, he's not in line. He's not in line with the center-back partnership, so he's he's leaving a gap for them to go in there, so there's no offside. So I think even if you put Ramon Juarez in that position, mm-hmm. you're still exposed. And I think Leon still do what they did to us. I mean, even if you have Juarez in there, probably not to that extent. I think, I think with Juarez there, even though he is very young, um, he well to me, I, I think AJ can agree with me. He seems a little bit mature in 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 the sense where I I think he knows where to position himself. And if you had to give me either or, I I probably take Santi Casares over Luis Torres only because Casares is kind of more of a, of a kind of, of a central player and him being a, a center defensive mid. Luis Reyes is a completely different position. Like, you know, center back and left back are completely two different things. At least with center mids, sometimes you're forced to actually drop back into the line. Um, so, you know, you kind of have somewhat of a familiarity, not 100%, obviously, but, you know, you, you, you get on Juarez and then uh, next to you and then you kind of kind of play off him a little bit. Um, like I said, though, young you know, not really much experience, but he seems like he can uh, hold his own. And you just kind of have to play a child off of that. And uh, honestly, Ivan, I think I disagree with you saying that uh, Leon would have done the same exact thing. I, I don't think, I don't think, maybe that first goal does happen, but that same mistake doesn't happen twice though, in my opinion. I don't know. I think it does because if you put, obviously we're we're, we're both saying that uh, Reyes would be the one that would be taken off the lineup and you put Juarez in. I think Juarez bites early as well. I think he tries to go, and, and I think Leon find a way to move him up. And Santi mm. Cáceres is still just thinking to himself, oh, I'm just good right here. Like, I'm, this is my position. I don't got to do anything. He doesn't even look like he's just in rhythm with the game. He looks slow, Santi. Uh, he, he looks just completely just not there 100%. Granted, I don't think we've ever seen a Santi at 100% in an America jersey, so it's kind of hard to tell what that looks like. But I think, um, I, I think Leon still find a way. Because you know you have a young, kind of inexperienced center back in a in a game like this. Because granted, they he played a good game against Chivas when he came in. He played a good game against Cruz Azul. He played a good, uh, well, I wouldn't say a really good game against Pumas because he was playing right back. But you know, he had some minutes there. I, I just I think overall we would have been in the same position if we would have had two center backs though. Like maybe I don't know one that's out on loan right now at Toluca. Maybe, then maybe, we probably have a much better chance because I think as a natural center back, one of the things that you're kind of poised to do is, okay, am I in a position that I'm kind of deliberately leaving an offside position uh, kind of open for my opposition to kind of run and expose? So the fact that Santi doesn't really have that in the back of his head, he's just kind of more like, as a center defensive mid, I'll drop back as far as I can. So that way I'm not beaten by the speed. I think that's what kind of really deprived Santi from really giving us a good game in the center back uh, position. But let's talk a little bit more about this game in a sense as a whole. We'll talk a little about, we've talked a little bit about individual performances that we didn't like. It probably could go a little bit longer on other players, but we mentioned the promising start for America. Get a couple of shots in, one ends up hitting the post. Really, really good chances. We don't take them. And then, like you mentioned, Christian, we let Leon sit and kind of get comfortable with the ball, which is the one thing you cannot let Leon do, right? Once they get the rhythm in, then good luck trying to stop him from there, mm-hmm. right? So they went in and they, they, they started getting the rhythm in. They started doing their passes, started getting some really good shots away. 
Uh, and then they scored that goal. I, I, what was your thoughts on that goal? Aside from, you know, obviously both center backs being caught out, uh, you know, what what did you make of that goal? Do you think there was a better way to stop that prior to it? Or, or, or really, what what was your thoughts on it? I mean, there's nothing really much to say other than that, you know, the Luzere is getting caught. Um I, I think Oscar did what 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 he needed to do was kind of you know kind of try, try to make the goal a little bit smaller than 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 what it needs to be. Um, it's just it's just a good shot by 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 Navarro, honestly. Um, just tucked it in right there. It's it's perfect. Um, you know that's that's also something we we kind of you know get without playing a CDM as well. Um, that that space is kind of left you know unpressured, I guess, in a sense. Um, and and, and you're allowing players, uh, you know, creative players. Uh, like Ramirez to kind of to kind of slot that in, and he did it numerous times. You know, it just wasn't with that goal. He did it on the second goal, and like you said, I mean, he did it on another time where you know they didn't really get a chance to shoot, but it still happened though. Um, so definitely that that kind of center defensive presence, uh, center defensive mid presence was was missing for us, and it, it allowed for chances like this to be created. But other than that, though, I think it's just a a, a good goal by them. You know what frustrated me the most? That shot was very, very well placed, but it wasn't going at like super fast pace. It doesn't need to be. That if a natural center back's there, they at least try to slide for that ball. Even if you end up putting it in the back of the net, like at least you put that effort. Santi Casas was just like, oh, it's going in. Mm. No, yeah, I understand that. But, you know, sometimes, you know, a shot doesn't have to be as powerful, you know. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying that there was no effort from like Santi to even try because I think if he just slides, maybe something happens, just maybe. something, but not even that effort, which was what was frustrating me the whole time. Mm-hmm. But I think the resilience of America to go and come back into this game to get the goal, AJ, and then to get another one, uh, you know, at, almost at the end of the first half, and then of course that unfortunate accident that let, uh, you know leads to Benedetti breaking into tears and having to be rushed out by the little uh, uh, medical, what is it, golf cart, I would say? Yeah, it's I a guess golf cart. <laughs> um, yeah, it, 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 it shows some really good resilience from this team. And I think once you saw that, okay, this team was able to come back and get two goals, two really good goals, maybe we have something here. Do you agree, AJ, that that was kind of the... I don't know, mentality of what a lot of us thought? I really thought that was the case because, you know, good goal by Navarro. Then at the, the next thing, you have to then think to say, like, okay, how are we going to get back at this game? Obviously, score a goal, but it's like, yeah, but in what way we could, like, you know, break that Leon defense to get to get an opportunity. We saw from the amazing header from Cordova was really well. And then the next goal from Henry Martin five minutes later, so it's like, okay, good. We got ourselves back to the game, but then it's Emila, let's continue, uh, let's continue attacking. Let's not give Leon a break, which is exactly what we did right there. But then as soon as like that injury happened, maybe could have had a factor in there to think that maybe it might affect the players in some way. Cause that's, you know, one of the crucial players in this America side. So then, you know, into injury time and in the 48th minute, um, uh, Jermenenses happened to get a goal, and the game is, and then everything is back to square one at that point. So then it's just one of those instances now having to head into the second half, just saying, okay, let's try to get something going. But then from the 52nd May, when um, Chapomonte scored, it seemed from there that America looked kind of hopeless to, um, throughout the second half. It just felt like they're just having problems, just trying to get anything going from their concern that the defense was, the defense was just constantly getting attacked and attacked and attacked, and just, ha- and just, 
was a good time. But early on in the first half, that's something I like to see from America more. Like the decisions that we had, we're not going to give up immediately, whether it's like a real early goal on, whether it can be like in the first opening minutes of the match or towards the very end of the first half. I just like seeing how America, since they got the goal, they were going right at it and they just didn't want to stop until they can get themselves a comfortable lead. Christian, I know it seems like you were eager to jump into that. Um, first of all, uh, let's let's backtrack a little bit. Um, I think that was probably one of the better Jorge Sanchez games. Um, I think he was probably the, the only one on that line who had, I guess, a semi decent game. Um, that's I think something good going forward. Um, talking about that assist, I think that was a beautifully placed cross off of Cordoba who heads it perfectly. Um, that's how he's supposed to head a ball for anyone you know trying to. You know, learn how to how to do that. That's how you play. That's how you had a ball. But you have uh, to have just as equal of amount of long hair as Cordo, or else the dynamic <laughs> or the physics. I used, to have, I used uh, to have that. Uh, yeah, but it was great. Um, then going to the second goal. Uh, like, well, like you said though, AJ. You know, we found our way back into the game, and now it's time to build on it. And that's exactly what we did. You know, the the pressure resumed. Ivan, uh, something me and you love to see. Um, you know, obviously great pressure by Benedetti to kind of force errors. Uh, and then Henry just sliding it in. Um, unfortunately, comes with the cost that Benedetti uh, suffered an injury. Um, but you know, after all of that, you still give up a goal in injury time, and in the same exact way you give up the first. And I think that's what really frustrated me, frustrated the whole fan base, frustrated the players, because you know you're kind of thinking to yourself, okay, you know what, we're kind of we're gonna close out the half in the lead. Let's go to the locker room. Let's Talk about what we can build up upon, but no, you're gonna go into the locker room with the you know tied, um, and and in the same fashion that the first goal was scored, and it, it's like the the team didn't learn from the first time, um, you know I that's that's terrible overall from the D line to the goalie. I think that was um that goal should have never happened, um, and you know just just going from that, I think I, I think from that point moment, I think America just deflated and just couldn't find an answer after that after that second goal. By John Meneses, uh, I that, that that was it. America just couldn't find find their way back into the game, which is a very concerning part because there's still 45 minutes left in that exactly. game. But mm-hmm. let's backtrack just a little bit more, like you said, Christian, and let's go to that goal that is unfortunately uh, caused causing a Nicolas Benedetti injury. Here's my question to the both of you and to everyone listening right now: Would you rather not have scored that goal? And not lose Benedetti or still score that goal and see how the match played out at that moment when we're winning two to one. When we're winning, we already know the end, run, end result. We all know what that answer would be at this point. But at that moment, when America just scores that goal, would you have rather have, you know, taken it back and say, okay, I would have rather we not score that goal and, and not lose Benedetti? Or in that moment, okay, we at least got the goal even though we lost Benedetti? Um. Honestly, for right now, I think I probably take the goal back. Uh, Benedetti, Benedetti doesn't is not on the pitch anymore, and there is zero creativity coming from anybody on this team. Um, you saw you saw Leo Sardes try to do it in the second half, but you know the, the guy's out of rhythm. You know the guy really doesn't you know have coherence with the squad. It's he's all over the place, which I love his effort. But let's be honest though, he he really didn't do he didn't do much. Uh, you know, going forward and trying to create chances, it's a little bit sloppy. Uh, no coordination. At least Benedetti, you know, he he kind of has that creative gene in him. He was probably the only one besides maybe Vinas and um, and Henry trying to do something up top. Uh, 
and maybe at that moment, maybe Menezes doesn't score that goal. Maybe it's just one one going into the second half, and but at least you still have Benedetti, and I think you could probably create a uh, you know build off of that, create off of that. But unfortunately, it's not the case. So for me, I think I take that goal back and keep Benedetti. Thank you. I'm like looking right back at it, but it's just like it's making me think of like, yeah, if this happened, what set events might have happened, or if set event did not happen, what the game continued on to go the way it was going. May I'm gonna for this case, I feel like I wanted that goal to happen. It just seemed really unfortunate for Benedict to then suffer the injury at that point because we saw that he wasn't reaching his his um hand towards the knees and like all oh, something might have happened. I will take that goal just for me personally, just in that case, it's just really unfortunate that Benny Dampert just catch the injury at that point with the action that he did. So I would have honestly just taken that goal. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. I do wonder what the rest of our listeners have to say in regards to that question. But why I asked that question was because I allude to this next. So Medica gets the goal. And everyone kind of just celebrates for a moment, but then automatically that celebration is completely gone. Like I haven't seen something just go from all the way high to all the way low in just a matter of seconds. Like they knew they lost one of their most creative and one of the best players on the pitch. And I think that's what did the team. And I think that's why you saw Leon get right back into it. I think that's why you saw Leon score the same goal that they scored. So I just... We look back at every single game that America has had where we lose a player, whether it's down to a red card, whether it's down to a um, into an injury. I mean, I'll take you back to that game against Monterrey where we lose Bruno Valdez and you know that it's a bad injury. And you just don't see the team ever recover from that moment. Mm-hmm. And you go back to this Benedetti, your teammate, one of the most beloved players on that field because he just looks like he just has a really good vibe and gets along with everyone. But, you know, you see him crying and yelling and you see him just kind of just torn down. I think as a team, you just never rebuilt from that. And I don't know what was said in the locker room. And I wish that there would be there was a way to rally back into this. But I think the fact that they ended up conceding right before halftime, I think that's what did them even more. And, and, And I think just some players just didn't recuperate from that morale. Um, hit, and then of course, I mean, we saw what happened in the second half. America just wasn't the same, the same mistake. Some defensive mistakes again lead to that third Leon goal. Why is Luis Reyes trying to slide in that situation? I don't really understand. Um, and of course, just the um, the was it Mena slots it right back into the into the box, and then of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Montes just finished it out, finishes it off easily. It was a poor night. It was a poor night from everyone. Um, like I mentioned, there was only a few candidates that I think walk away with this and say, you know what, I had a pretty good game. I think George is one of them. George had a pretty good game. Um, Vinas, I think, looked exceptional. I mean, the guy's a tank. The they, guy was they being were, hit they were, left, they right, were and hitting center. him left and right. Yeah. And um, he was never off his game. Mm-hmm. Which is good. It's good to see that in a player who. Who knows that the other team's strategy is to kind of slow him down with these little tiny fouls, little annoying fouls, and for him to kind of just keep his head in the game and try to, you know, motivate and create and, you know, do what Vingas does. It's, it's good to see that in the player. Unfortunately, it doesn't end, you know, in a winning result for us, but it's still to see a strong mentality from a player like that. Yeah, and this is what I was going to next, is that there was some promising things to take away from this game, even though maybe our heads were very, very clouded by the fact that we ended up losing a game and where we thought we could have ended up winning. 
I think you look at the fact that Vinas, it looks like he is just hasn't lost a beat. He's looking better. Um, all he needs to is just he, he if he breaks that duck, if he gets a goal, which he, I mean he did it against Puma, so I don't really want to call it a duck because it's only one game, uh, one game match where he haven't scored. But and I think if you can find the back of the net more consistently, and if he can continue to do what he's doing, I mean he's taking on defenders left, right, and center, looking like he's got four star skill moves on FIFA. I mean, the guy looks impressive. Right, I think that's one one takeaway. George is another good takeaway as well. If he can continue that good run of form and if he can continue uh, just elevating his game the way that he did in that match, I think we're going to see a very, very good right-hand side once we can figure out who in the world is going to be our right mid. And then um, I, I think the fact that there was some resilience going forward you know, even in, in, in situations where we thought, okay, well, we're down a goal again. Here we go. But the fact that at least, at least from, from you know, from their half and, and onwards, we look like we can make stuff happen. On our side of the pitch, that's where we got to really worry because, of course, we have really no defense. Story but of all season. It has been the story of all season. And I think that at the end of the day, there's very little things, very little hope to, to grasp onto in, from this match. But I think there's some that we can definitely walk away I mean, with and say, okay, there's something here. At yeah, least I mean, there's something. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess just knowing that offensively we can hang with anyone in the league is a good sign. It means that we'll almost be competitive when it comes to, you know, putting up numbers on that scoreboard. It's just, you know, we're not going to be title contenders until we figure out this defensive uh, problem. I know injuries are a thing. I know injuries have been haunting us this whole season, not letting us have a stable back line. I understand that, but we're 15 weeks deep, and the fact that we don't have a clue of how to play this game defensively, a clue on how to even come out of our zone, because there was numerous times in that game where Leon, you know, pressured us hard, and it looked like we were about to give the ball away if it wasn't for some miraculous touch or pass um, that we escaped from some situations. That's a problem. I don't care who is on the pitch. The fact that you don't have an idea of how to kind of get out of your zone no matter who's on the pitch, is a problem to me. I don't know what you guys think about that. I think it is a big problem. Defensively, we, we're, we're leaking goals more than we've ever had before. I think you don't go into a game thinking, maybe this one will be the one where we keep a clean sheet. I think this is where you're like, okay, as long as we only concede one, we should be able to get something out of this, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, we got to fix that because I think whilst goals wins games, I think defense wins defense wins championships. Correct. And uh we mm-hmm. don't have that mm-hmm. at all. Um and it's and, and it's just, it's a crazy thing. And Christian will give us a little bit more of an update whether or not Aguilar and Castellas are good to go for Saturday. But now you're just talking about what three games left. If I'm not mistaken. Um Atlas, Saturday, Tigres, Tigres next, and then Juarez. Yep. Juarez. Three games left. And in that in those three games, we'll probably get Cáceres back and Aguilera back for sure. And that mm-hmm. solves the center back partnership. Now, who's going to be that left back? Fuentes looks like he's okay, but he doesn't fill me with much confidence. It's not yeah. like Reyes is doing any better exactly. at all. And then, of course, then, you have the situation with the goalkeeper with, you know, Ochoa. Will he be ready for that Juarez game? Or is he going to have to start from Liguilla and, you know, what is being out for so long due to a player, you know, mm-hmm. especially at his age. So I would really cross my fingers. I don't, 
I don't think we'll have him for the Tigres game, but I would like to have him back for the Juarez game. I, I think he needs at least one game. This defense needs one game together before we start the Liguilla to really try to blend and say, okay, let's try to get something here. But it's just, I don't know. It, it's a tricky situation at America because I think everyone has, everyone makes valid points. From the people that are criticizing Piojo to the people that are criticizing the players to the people that are criticizing the fact that America has been hindered with all these injuries. I, I think they all stack up together and say, okay, they're all valid points. But none of these should be going on is the situation at the bottom line, right? It's like, I don't think there's one other team right now in the world, let alone Liga Mekis, in the world that is dealing with the, with, with the issues that they're that we're dealing with. Real Madrid. No, they're not because they're sitting because um, their season just started, so you don't know that they're going to be still in the dealing same with position. injury problems. That yeah, you're just dealing with injury problems, but you're not dealing with the fact that uh, you know are, is is Zidane about to uh, is Fuera Zidane trending over in in Madrid? Something something like that. Yeah, we can't score a goal to save our damn lives. But America can. America That's can, yes. I know. So America but can be Real Madrid. Because Madrid can defend, but we can't score. And here's the same, uh, the difference. We can't defend, but we can score. So I, I, I propose something. I think we ship over uh, Cordova, Henry, and Vinas. Um, we'll get Benzema, um, you know, Vinicius. Uh, and then... Um, Dude, I'll take we, that. We, we, we <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why you think they want to make that happen here in the league. I'm, the I'm down to make that because you know these players seem to know how to score, <laughs> and you know the players I just mentioned, they just have the time struggling. So let's make it happen then. Okay, okay, okay. Huge, huge, huge tangent and huge side note, and we'll get right back on course after this question. I promise everyone that's listening to this, but if you can, if if from your favorite European team. If you could bring in one player from that team into America, who would it be? Christian, go. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Probably Sergio Ramos, only because, you know, whenever he's uh, defensively there, the captain, uh, Madrid plays completely different. Um, he is the heart, blood, and soul of that team. I think he could probably instill some sort of defensive capability into these players. Okay. Okay. I like it. AJ? I thought of Ford's immediately, and I feel like Ford's not the problem. But you did say any player. I don't know. Pipa Benedetto. I'd bring him back. Good. I, I would definitely bring him back. He's not in Arsenal. This is not your favorite team. Oh, me. He said, I mean, any European team. I'd say if you're I said your favorite European team. Okay. Um, hmm. I don't want anyone in Arsenal. Shut up. I think you're dude. Wow. I think you're dude. Wow. Okay. I mean, Sure, Aubameyang. I'd like him. Homie could just score, just score goals for us left and right. He could actually hit double figures, which I think something no one at America as a four has probably done since Chutro. So hey, that's guaranteed double figures right there at that point. Already though, so so we okay. So Christian says this defender. AJ says a forward. I am bringing in Juan Mata. Let's go. Oh my goodness! (laughs) Uh, You're United fan. I I don't think you should be a part of this conversation. Shouldn't talk. Stop. Yeah, for real. (laughs) You know what? Let's just get back on. Says the team that beat PSG. All right, but yeah, we're we're completely getting off track here. Um, but let me know in the comment section below, guys, or uh, uh, over on Twitter, who would you guys bring from your from your favorite European team to America if and when that could be possible? Okay, back to this. Um, 
so obviously too, too many things going on in America to actually just maybe dial on and say it's one thing. I think there's a lot of factors that contribute into why this team is as bad as it is. But here is my question to you two gentlemen and to everyone listening. With everything that's been going on, with everything that's been happening with the club, we sit in fifth place. Do you think that's still a promising position for us? Uh, no. Mm-mm. Because no. we shouldn't be in fifth place. We should be top three. Um, if you go back to all the games, there are certain games where we we kind of let slip. Um, there's about a good maybe six to seven points there that I think make the difference for us. Um, and no, fifth place is not acceptable. It's not promising. And honestly, it's looking like we're probably going to stay there for the rest of the season, which is not a good thing because then we have to play a whole extra round of playoffs and we don't want to do that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I, I definitely agree with you. I do want to read a couple of comments here that, uh, from AP Jr. saying, I feel like the youth squad should get a chance in the first team. Not with this coach. Uh, yeah, not with this coach. It's not going to happen. But they could fit. They could fill the bench up. They'll fill the bench up and just warm them they up. They have been. That's the, the best gonna, that's the best. That's the best <laughs> they're going to do. It's looking like it, at this rate, you try to bring them. It's going to look like a preseason match where all you see on that bench is just youngsters, and they will not. Well, if it's a preseason, they'll play league. Nah, Copa Yankees. Even doubtful because there's points where Bioho will still put his best team possible. In the first round, I'm like, homie, it's a Copa MX. What are you doing? Actually use the young. She's like, no. I'm like, okay. So be it done. Trophies are trophies. And uh, our good beloved friend, Miss Gary Torres, saying, hi, guys. We still friends? I don't know. You. That depends. <laughs> we <We're> never <laughs> friends. Depends, Gary. Yeah, we, we were never friends. So We went from friends to just being colleagues after that match. Um, <laughs> no, Gary, shout out to you guys and over on the Lions Them podcast. Um, you guys won. You guys beat us fair and square. I think uh, at the end of the day, America didn't do their job, and that's what happens. So, I mean, we've talked about this game pretty long enough. Anything else to add on before we kind of touch up a really big subject, and then we'll jump on to the Atlas game? Um, I think Giovanni needed to do better in this game. Um, there were. I agree with you. I agree the, with you, but I don't think he had the worst of games either. No, he had a pretty bad game, honestly, in my opinion. Uh, his chance creation was not there. His passing wasn't fine. Um, there's a couple opportunities where he kind of just shanked the ball, and he got he got to score a goal exactly like the one he did against Chivas, and completely destroyed that ball. Which I don't know what the hell he was doing, but I don't know. To me, he seemed out of position, out of uh, out of uh, out of out of it. I don't know. I think he needs to do better. Um, I hope he starts on on Saturday because I think you know. One game doesn't doesn't define you for for what you've been doing these past couple of weeks, but he needs to pick it up, and I hope he does start and gives us a good performance against Atlas. I think that's exactly the game that Gio needs to just completely go haywire and score. Yeah, of course, another goal because yeah. I thought he was he, he had a good game against Chivas, and obviously I think he had a pretty good game against uh, Cruz Azul. Maybe not the best of games against Pumas, but you're right. This Leon game was definitely by far the worst out of the four. Um, but let's move on into one last touchy subject before we close this one out, and that is. The hashtag Fuera Piojo. We talked about this and a lot of us were very heated after the game. And granted, it's only been 24 hours since the match even started, not even ended. But how are we feeling, gentlemen? I know we talked a little bit about this and you both were unsurprisingly on the side of hashtag Fuera Piojo. One, how do we how do you guys jump to that conclusion? And two, is it really time for Piojo Herrera to just step out? not even step out, but maybe be replaced at this point, because I don't think he will willingly step down. But is it really time for Piojo to just 
part ways with America? Major, you can go first. It's like the case of, it's like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde kind of case. There's a time where, you know, we're having a good run. Bill's just out there celebrating with this team, you know, lifting up the teams of morale with the celebrations, which is what I like to see. But then when we get on a bad streak of games, he would pretty much just go to the referee every single time saying like, what what was that? Why are you not making the calls? And it seems like he's just never looking at the players like to blame at times. It seems it's one of those cases he just doesn't talk to the players and make it feel like, Maybe it's actually my players. It's not the referee's fault because there's countless instances where I feel like right after um, the match ends or halftime, he's just arguing with the ref every single time, which we saw at the at the end of the Leon match. It's just the thing. It's like I'm not understanding what's going on with Bioho. I feel like he's making some lineup errors, as Christian has mentioned, where it feels like I feel you could eat, you could definitely be using other players to put in that position, but it seems like he doesn't want to. Then I feel like. Just like with the substitutions at times, like we see it doesn't make sense. We have players clearly available on the bench that feel they could definitely make an impact. But they're never seeing the light of day in a match. And I'm just like, so what are we going to do with it? And to consider the fact that I feel like we've given Bioho a four-year contract, if I'm not mistaken, it's making us wonder, now do you think that's a big mistake? From And I don't know. It's just one of those things I feel like with I feel like his time. I just concerned that he just got the like he got the contract this year. I feel like his time is running up already. I feel like he's really testing the patience of America of America fans and including me because it's just ridiculous like how America has been performing this season on um, under him. The only thing I would make in regards to that argument is AJ. We don't know that the players aren't getting an earful from him in the locker rooms. You know. We don't get that kind of information. And who's to say that he doesn't go and just start going haywire on them at the end of the match, the same way he did against the ref, you know? We don't know that. That's that's the only argument I would make to your uh, uh to what you were saying in regards to the foot at Piojo. But Christian, you were once on my side of let's give Piojo the benefit of the doubt. Looks like that benefit of the doubt's definitely gone out the window for you. What's changed? <sighs> A lot of things. Um, number one, um, that video um, that we've seen uh, circulating across the, the internet, him going with Cesar Ramos and just arguing, um, I think that was that, that was kind of the breaking point. Um, there's no need for that. Uh, the match is over. What's going to happen if you go argue with him? Is the score going to change? No, right? Okay, so that's number one. Number two, um, there's no... You know, self criticism from him at all. He goes in the press conference and he says his team played well. We just spent forty two minutes saying otherwise. Um, there, he just seems like his excuse right now is he doesn't have his full his full squad. Which, granted, yes, he doesn't. Um, and yes, we do have to give him credit for kind of putting us in this position where we are with the limited squad that we've had all year. So there is respect for him on that front. But also, in the past. I guess you say several weeks. Um, there's been a lot of just changes in the in, in the lineup where we don't agree. Um, there's players that need to be in that are not. The substitutions are a mess uh, this whole season. Uh, I maybe I could count maybe two games, three games where he had a, a good game uh, in, in terms of I guess coaching and tactics and substitution and all that. And maybe two or three games out of the whole year. Um, and his play style. Um, if you guys can can tell me what the playstyle is, I'll, I'll I'll listen to you. But I can probably bet all my money that we don't have a playstyle. 
Um, it's just give the ball to to one of one, one of our players, Henry Vinas, Cordova Benedetti, and run with it. And let's see what 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 happens out of, out of it. You know, get get away from a defender and take a space, and let's see what happens. You know, we we don't have a set style. Um, teams aren't scared of us anymore. Uh, teams can break us down. Uh, we'll try to I, I attempt to 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 kind of limit us. It's happened before. Um, yes, we still score goals, but we leak a lot of them. And the fact that it's 15 weeks in and he still doesn't have a defensive system in place where, you know, defensive players can understand and when plugged in can do a semi-decent job is worrying. Um, it's, it's a lot of things and definitely the lack of self-criticism is definitely a, a big, big, big problem for me. Well, it's a big problem for you. It's a big problem for everyone in the Americanista community and probably is something that maybe will maybe do be the downfall of Piojo if this ever does come to fruition. But looks like the rest of the league is falling behind the Fuera Piojo as our beloved friend, Ms. Caritores, joins in the conversation, says Fuera Piojo times 100%. Though I think it's a little bit of a biased opinion since we do know that Cari is very, very anti-Piojo. <laughs> but let me let me put you guys in my position, right? And I'm not here to change you guys' mind because at the end of the day, Piojo is going to stay our manager for the rest of the season. And I mm-hmm. promise you, unless Tata Martino gets sacked, there's no way that he's leaving America anytime soon. So, we know and we understand that you're right, Christian. You make a very, very good point. He... <laughs> I guess Cari didn't really like that. <laughs> but uh, you make a really good point. Piojo does not have a set playing style. And maybe he's tried to implement something here and there, just hasn't worked, and maybe he's still trying to figure it out. But maybe he can't implement the style that he has because, one, he doesn't have the players at his disposal because half of the squad is injured. And two, whenever they do come back, it's a little bit too late into the season to try to implement a playing style. Like you just mentioned, Christian, we're 15 weeks into the league. There's no implementing styles at this point. Like you, you, you should have one by now, but we don't. And I, I'm not gonna say it's all because the fact that we have, uh, we've just had injured players. But I do, do think a big majority of it is because of that. Another part does have to fall on Piojo and say, okay, you have to just work with what you have at 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 some point. And I think he has. You know, we mentioned very good points position to be in fifth place with everything that's been surrounding this club. Then it's a really, really good position to be in. But like you mentioned, this is America. Should not be in that position, especially with this new Liga format. That's the one place you don't want to be in. You want to be in the top four, at least in the top four. If not, then you always got to be fighting for those top three spots. But I think Piojo has done enough to get us through the line, over the line. We just came back from, I won't say last season because it got canceled, but the season prior to that, we just came off a final in a rebuilding process. In a rebuilding process, we had lost a couple. Very, very important players. We brought in some players very last minute, and Piojo made it work. We got to a final. What happened in that final happened in the final. We know what that end result was, but at least he got us over the line in that sense. Now he's trying to do it again here. And I mentioned to you guys, if at the end of the day we end up going again to another final, let's say we don't lift it. I'm going to say that it's a fracaso because at the end of the day it is. But it merits the fact that with everything that was going on, he got us back into that position. And I think, though, whilst we're all ready to just say, yes, fuera piojo, fuera piojo, fuera piojo, 
it's too early in the season to and not not too early, excuse me. It's too late into the season to just be like, okay, we gotta sack our manager. We gotta back him at least until this end of this this semester. And then we could start talking about possible replacements, whether he should leave. I think at this point, we're better off criticizing whether or not the the training staff is doing their job. Because again, Jibber is still yet to come out with any data pointing Jibber. that he's Jibber. he's not at, at fault. Like there's there's I think bigger things here to talk about than just the hashtag Ferrapiojo. But we know it's gonna continue trending. We know it's gonna be a thing. And there are some of us like myself who still back Piojo and say, I think at the end of the day, if he has the players that he wants, and if they can stay healthy for a full sem- semester, I'm not even talking a full soccer season, just a full semester, we can see the best of America out of them. Because he can get the best out of them and he can get the best out of them playing for an America. So I think at that point we should at least be okay. Let's 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 see where the rest this following season takes us when he and if he has very good, capable players. And I think Christian, we mentioned it. Unfortunately, though, we were talking about the summer transfer window, but I think this one coming up in the January has to be a big one for America because there's a lot of dead weight that you gotta get rid of. A lot of dead weight. Um and, and I'm looking at some of those injury-prone players that would potentially have to leave the club. And we'll have to wait and see. But Piojo has to be one of the one of those people who say, yes, they have to go or no, they stay. But at, at the end of the day, though, we can say fuera Piojo all we want, but it's it's gonna be it's gonna be as it is. Piojo's gonna okay. stay. And I don't know uh, whether or not he should at this point right now, I think it's a bit premature to be talking about that okay. because we haven't gotten to the end of the season. All right. My rebuttal to that one, yes, I know. I think AJ knows. I think everyone that is kind of saying that Piojo should leave, we all know it's not going to happen right now. It's, it's literally impossible. And we know that he's going to stay throughout the, the rest of the season and most likely though for the next season. That's fine. I understand. We just need change in his kind of system, in the system, in the style, whatever. Number two, you're comparing us to that title seat, well, to that, to that final run we had where we kind of just kept coming back, kept coming back. You have to remember, at least we had a style of play. It wasn't the best one, but we still had one. It was bring it down the wings and then let, the, let them do whatever. We don't have that this year. We don't have that style of going down the wings and putting it in. Our style is give it to Cordova Benedetti, Henry, Vinas, and then let, let them do what, and, and let's see what happens. Has it, but has I think, it, has it created yes. goals? Yes, it has created goals. But in games like this against a team very well orchestrated, very well ran, very well uh, you know composed, we saw it doesn't work. But uh, here's my rebuttal to that, though. We would have Piojo. It wasn't Piojo's fault that he, we changed the style. He was his his hand was forced because the, his one crucial player was taken from him. What now, whether or not America did the right thing with putting Renato Ibarra, let him go on loan for Atlas, that's a whole different discussion. But Piojo said he wanted Ibarra to stay. Correct. Why? Because he had he had his system kind of centralized against, uh, because he was by far the best player we had. Uh-huh. So you lose such a key figure in that starting 11, in that squad, that now he's like, well, now I got to throw everything back to the drawing board and see what I can com- conjure up with. And, and he, he tried to take to little it. pieces here and there. Yes, he, he's had time, which is very good criticism upon he had you guys. 10 games last season 
got cut, cut off, and he had 15 weeks this season, and there is still no style of play. That's not an excuse anymore because you've had time to figure it out. Yeah. And, and I would you've argue had that... players to kind of help you formulate a system. You're not going to sit here and tell me that Cordova, Vinas, and, and, and Henry aren't essential to your plan. Yeah, but they need to be fed. Right? I, I, my, biggest, my biggest criticism would be that Cordova needs to do more. Because Vinas and, Cord- and Henry need to be served. It's not like they can pick up the ball from our half and start taking players on and making things happen the way that Ibarra would. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is that, okay, yes, he, you're, you're right, Christian. He's had the time. He's got the weeks. And to some extent, he's had the players. But out of everyone on that roster, how many people have played the most minutes and how many of them have played together and how many of them have been fit throughout that whole time? How many of them have not been taken away by, you know, international duty? Right. And, good and, point. And, good point. But at least have a system in place, though. If you're going to play with two strikers, let's just say two strikers, one cam and wingers, at least make that your system that make the play go through the cam. And if you want, let the cam distribute out to the wingers or kind of play a false nine uh, and have Venus drop back a little bit and just feed him. At least have that system in place. So when when one does go down, when one does go on international duty, the next player that comes in at least understands what is supposed to be done. If we don't have Ibarra in the final, Benedetti was like, okay, I know what I have to do. I have to try to take it down, dribble past one or two, and try to get across and or trade something. And for, for to some extent, it was going to work, you know, unfortunately to Jorge Sanchez's mistake. But it, at least he knew what to do in regards to Renato Ibarra not being there. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree. Look, and I think at the end of the day, it's a really back and forth thing that we're just gonna have. Because at the end I'll of the day, you make right now. <laughs> you <laughs> make good points, and I think I can make some good counterpoints as well to this. At the end of the day, is there's too much stuff circulating this one season to be like, yeah, it's all Piojo's fault. He needs to be out. He takes he, he does he take a good chunk of this criticism? Of course, he has to. He's the manager. He's the face of this team. I'd be surprised, and I'd be very worried if he didn't. But at the end of the day, though. You just gonna have to roll with it and see. I mean, at the end uh, of the day, though, Christian, if we walk away with a title, then what are we? Then what are we talking about in that that podcast when we're we're, we're recapping the season? He listened to me. That's what happened. Yeah, right. Because we went off like he listened to me. He listened. Vinas gets Vinya gets a shot in and he falls and rebounds off his stomach and rolls into the ball. The, the ball rolls into the back and then that's how we win the championship. I don't think he, that's how we're gonna be. Like, to we're gonna be like Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park. He's like, "You crazy son of a bee! You did it again." It's like gonna be one of those things. It's like, wow, wait, he's done it. How I don't know, but hey, we did it. it that's I feel that's gonna be us in the end. We're just gonna like, we're just gonna be in awe and just kind of shot to like. With everything just in our path, we were still able to make it all the way. And I feel like it's a case okay. that I feel like, go on. Here, here's my question, though. Mm-hmm. Here, here's my question. If you put any other manager in Piogo's position right now with this team, if you put any other manager in America, do they, get, do they, get, do they make any better of the situation? I mean, probably not. I think, I think it's the same thing, honestly. Um, I, I, right, and I think I think you're right, though, Christian. You're, you, we we know that he's going to stay regardless of what everything happens in this apertura. I think the clausura has to be the make or, make break. or break because you have, and and it's going to be tough because he doesn't have a big transfer window to do. Um, well, I mean, he does, but he doesn't have that big of a window before the season starts again. Mm-hmm. 
And he's got to get that all done. So even if America gets knocked out of the Ligia earlier than we expect them to, smack him. Then Sabe, that's Sabe. Then, then right away. At that point, he has all that time. It might just be a blessing in disguise. Get rid of all the dead weight. Start moving forward. Get I don't your think, crucial pieces mm, in. I don't think it's possible to do that, honestly. If we're talking about dead weight, there's about six or seven players that need to leave in January then. And I doubt we get six or seven players in in January. But if we can just sell two and bring in two, I think that's an upgrade. Because then at oh, least in the summer, it's a at least in the summer, already it's just the players that, I guess, if you rank them from needing to leave the most and needing, the, needing to leave you know, the least, I think that the players on the bottom would probably be the ones to go first than the ones on top. And, and which, is, which is the bad part. Is, so, yeah, in, in the sense, it's not. Re- it's an upgrade. I agree with you, but an an upgrade to maybe potentially change the whole face of the squad. Probably not. No, I feel no, like it's a thing where it's like the players, like you mentioned, because are the ones that are like down there the most. They go. I see the ways like the one that has the most negatives, while the ones from the least, I like they have negatives. Yeah, sure. But I feel there's some kind of positive they can have, even though I feel like they're gonna have to fix those mistakes if they feel like they're gonna have a chance to stay, or if not, then it's like. How's it inevitable? It's like you're gonna go at some point. It's like you're still there because you no, know, whether you do something for the squad or you fill in like a position that we're gonna need as a backup in case or like a for for the unforeseeable future. I just want to read this out right now. Freddy Duran mm-hmm. said the front office had plenty of time to replace Ibarra, Sergio Diaz, and Leo Suarez are not the answers for the team. The front office deserves to blame to be blamed too, which I 100% agree with you, Freddy. The front office has a lot and a lot of mm-hmm. uh, a, a lot of stuff to be uh, a lot of blame to be shared in that department as well. Definitely. But um, that's a, uh, I, but that's I for think, another. That's another I think discussion. we can have a whole podcast on yeah. on, 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 just whole board, on just the board because, itself because we're poor guys, okay. Like that, and, I'm, I'm, let's face just, it, just, we're poor. I'm, I'm sorry to, I know we're rambling off so much here, but just to that point, I wouldn't include Sergio Diaz there just yet, only because the man's had two games. The man um, keeps getting injured too, so that's the worst. Exactly. Signed, though. Exactly. That's my worst. And it doesn't help. It doesn't help when the coach also destroys your confidence in this game as well. I, I, I whether whether I, there's I wasn't, external I was okay issues, whether there's external issues to that, other factors that I'll, you know, those are yet to be, I guess. Shown, shown, shown the light, but I don't know about you guys, but if that ever happened to me, I'd probably be in the worst attitude ever. Unless I knew which, it was my which fault. Is, which is why I think Piojo wants to get a reaction out of him. Because what happens though, as a professional, I would assume that as a professional, getting subbed on and getting subbed off like that in, in, in such a quick manner, isn't that, don't you take that kind of as a disrespect? Respectful sign. Like, doesn't that hurt your ego and your pride? I mean, so, I don't know about how do you try. Pride, it's definitely disrespectful. Yeah, and it, it it hurts your confidence as well, right? Exactly. So, what do you do? What do you do to try to to build on that? You try to tear it up in practice. You but to me, but, but to me, that that's it. just to me that's telling me that you know, Bill doesn't really have the, all that confidence in Sergio Diaz. So, no matter what he does in training, knowing how Piojo is. And kind of selecting the few players that he wants to play, it's gonna be almost next to a miracle to see if Sergio Diaz ever starts for Copa America this season. But then again, is it Bill's fault that also he hasn't? He doesn't have the game rhythm. It's clear and evident that he doesn't have the game rhythm because he doesn't play him. I was just gonna say he that. just he just barely came back from injury though. Okay, yeah, exactly. So let him right out the match. Why do you have to take him out for 
Roger Martinez, nonetheless. Which we already know is yeah. already a big issue in itself that people don't like him. So exactly. Roger, the was, it, Roger was in the call. Okay, so if he takes out Sergio Diaz and puts Ibarguen. Uh, that would have made a little bit more sense. But still, though, you just don't do, let him ride out the match. I don't know. I mean, it's a tricky situation, but I I, what I would have pressed the panic do? button on Sergio Diaz. What are the people? What I'm saying. I just want to see more of him. I haven't seen I think we anything all do. of him. We all do. But it doesn't help that he'll just literally just put a dagger right through his heart. And what if he never even comes out the but, same again? Because you know how like you get subbed out in that manner. Just had an then if he doesn't problem. come out the same way, AJ, then I think that's poor from him. Because it has to show real testament of a player how you come out of this situation. You know? Great players don't let these one little incidents change them from being great players. And that is my argument to this, is if if we're going to see the best of Sergio Diaz, it's because we're going to see the best of Sergio Diaz. Not because, oh, boo-hoo, the manager took me out, and now I'm going to go cry and make a fit. Like, no, no I'm going to go, and I'm going to respond, and I'm going to show you the best, so that never happens again. Because I'm not gonna get my, I'm not gonna let myself be disrespected in that sense ever again. So I, I, this might be a learning curve for him. He's maybe. young. We know that he's young. Hopefully, so, yes. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe this might be the start of the better of, of the best of Sergio Diaz. We'll have to wait and see. I really hope know? so. Because I really hope so too. He's not been impressive ever because since, like with his loan spells. He's not been impressive. Now that Benedetti's out, there's a, l- a little spot opening, and there's a lot of players up for grabs for that spot. So. Definitely. Internal competition. This was our foot up. I did not expect it to take this long. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we haven't gotten to this Atlas game, but there was so many to, to, to just cover. But we did put a poll out on Twitter uh, yesterday. It hasn't even finished, but this is what the stats show at the moment. We tweeted it out and said, is it hashtag Fuera Piojo time? 57% of you agreed, while 42% of you didn't. I had to make like 16 different burner accounts just to make it as even as possible on that no side. Uh, but 207 votes with two hours still left. Um, if you guys hadn't voted already, make sure you guys go do. And um, yeah, apparently a lot of us were in that Fuera Piojo vibe. Although I would say, though, if, if, um, if we were to put this in a game, Maybe the international break was the perfect time to post this because America hadn't played. But do you think because we lost, that's why the numbers were so uh, against them? I think that's got to play some role to it. More likely. Probably. Okay. All right. Then. Well, enough of that. Trust me, you guys are going to get a lot more Fuera Piojo conversation from us, which I think will be an interesting thing going forward, whether or not Piojo is able to, you know, ride the wave and maybe potentially lift the trophy at the end of the season. That's very optimistic of me. I know, but Hey, s- something's got to fuel, fuel me, right? Something's got to keep me going. Let's put a bet in. That'll keep you fuel going. That would definitely be. And you guys can see why Christian is our betting we can, man. We, he, will, we, we, he will tell you the over and the unders on whether or not America can get that, but that's going to be for a later We can segment. bet America right now, hundred dollars to win the title. And we probably make a good, uh, a good profit off of that. If we Plus, us, we end up losing, and then we're all, and then we're all in pain. We probably would actually. We're not that favorite. Okay, you know what? Well, after, after we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll yeah, talk yeah. about that. We'll talk about that. All right, gentlemen, we'll talk about that. Let's talk a little bit about America going up against uh, Atlas this Saturday. That game is going to be live via two the NA, seven PM Pacific time, nine Central, ten Eastern. That game is going to be uh, played at the Estadio Azteca at home, gentlemen, and no fans just yet. But mm-hmm. the league is starting to open up. Little by little, game by game. Although, 
I wouldn't expect uh, the Stellar Second to be there just yet, especially with the cases mm-hmm. and the numbers going up ridiculously over Mexico City. I was taking a yeah. look at them and I was like, Jesus, what is going on over there? But nevertheless, though, it's a it's a game for America to try to get some confidence back. It's a game for where America can hopefully get the best out some of these players and get yourself ready for a big one against Tigres. So, with that said, how do you think America is going to come into this one? I mean, mentally, how do you think they're going to prepare for this? How do you think Piojo is going to line himself up? Christian, give me your predicted starting eleven, and we'll kind of go from there. Sure. So, just a quick update, I guess. Um, Emanuel Aguilar, Sebastián Cáceres. Um, they were pen- they were hopefully uh, supposed to be ready for the Leon game. Before that did not happen. I think Piojo just kind of wanted to give him extra week. Um, so I'm gonna say the same thing again. We think, and we're ninety percent sure. That Emanuel Aguilera and Sebastián Carres <laughs> will be ready for Atlas. Can that change? Of course it can. But we're going to just make sure like they're included in this lineup. So, with that being said, Oscar Jiménez in net, Jorge Sánchez, Emanuel Aguilera, Sebastián Cáceres, Luis Fuentes. Um, in the midfield, on one wing, you're going to have Leo Suárez. On the other wing, um, I guess in San Sebastián Córdoba. Uh, in your midfield, Richard Sánchez and Giovanni Dos Santos. Uh, and then up top, Henry Vinas. Henry Vinas. There you go. Okay, AJ, you like that formation? Yeah. Um, is that a four four two? That's what I'm getting. Four yeah, four two. I like. Yeah. I like it. Solid Diamond. formation. I think. I think Bielho just kind of gave up on the CDM spot. Um. So, which in turn, it does give us a little bit more on the ball. But you know, just with this leaky defense, is a little bit you know a little bit concerning. But hey, if it works out, it works out. Especially against a team like Boom, uh, a team like Atlas. No offense to Atlas and no disrespect, but I think this is a game where you kind of need to win and need to win by a convincing point, not just a 1 0 win. I think you need to go out there and really pound it to them. <laughs> um, you are a dirty I, man. I just, I, I just, no, no, I just did not expect a, a, your wording. It really took me off guard. We I need to pound them. Yes, that. we need to pound them in the hardest way possible. We need to pound them. <laughs> You're right, though, Christian. I agree that this has to be a thrashing by America going forward. He said it. He meant to say it needs to be a pounding. <laughs> you need to go out there and if ram him. If Dylan was here, he would say that we need to ram him. That's yep, what Dylan would say. <laughs> that is what our beloved Cowboy... Shout out to Cowboy Dan, who's probably listening to this right now. But, um, yeah, uh, this is a game that we mentioned has to be a big score. And AJ, you always predict those big 3 nil victories. This has to be the game where that is not just a what prediction. This needs to actually happen. Um, can it happen? Of course. I think this is the perfect game where you go out there and you get the game done. How worried, though, are we about Atlas and that potential reunion of Renato Ibarra down that right-hand wing this time against us? It's going to be pretty interesting. i actually just seen that because, you know, for a player, well, it's just on loan at the moment, but I see like he's just doing the same thing as he was in America. You're usually seeing him running on the wings, taking on a defender or two. Try to get across, and I just feel like, especially with some of the midfielders that Atlas do have, it could be some kind of threat to America, especially with the leaky defense that we do have. You got players like Vitor Macora, Luciano Acosta, Ibarra, who are very capable of just atta- of attacking the midfield and defenders on their own and trying to get themselves um, a shot on goal. The forwards, I feel like it's not really the big issue, just the midfield flick with Atlas. That's really where the big issue is at for the most part but other than that I feel like this really isn't a match I feel like America shouldn't really be worrying too much about in my opinion I know considering that how our previous results have been but I feel like this is a game where it's like we should just go out there and just destroy Atlas 
Christian? Um, I'm kind of the same boat. Um, to to the Renato comment, um, he doesn't look comfortable. Um, I I I was watching a couple of games and that I watched the 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 match they had against Chivas. Um, he didn't look comfortable at all. Now whether that would be Chivas's planning or or whatnot, but um, he seems like he's still struggling to find you know Renato Ibarra and the Renato Ibarra that we know that can be dangerous. Um, uh, but who's to say that he can't turn up against us, right? I mean, everyone does. Um, Especially if he's trying to win his spot back. Exactly. Yes. Oh, most definitely. So, um, but I think definitely um, whoever is in that midfielder with uh, next to Richard, uh, whether it be Cordova, whether it be Gio, who, whoever would, whoever it may be, I think that's where the real fight's going to be because uh, their their midfield's a little bit, a little um, kind of on the on the weaker side. Um, so we need to just take over that, and then from there let our game flow. Uh, and try to and try to get this convincing win because we we really need it heading into that Tigres match uh, in two weeks. Yeah, that one's going to be the big one for America. But uh, you're right. I, I think this is the perfect chance for America to go out there and make a, a real confidence booster out of this game. You know, a lot of players really need it, and you know, you bag yourself a couple of goals, especially those forwards. And you know, we all we all know what the Liga is. You know, even with this new formation change. If you're coming in hot with not just in form, but in confidence, then you're looking like a pretty good team to go on and try to win it. So it's got to start here for America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. All right. With that said, and I think we can safely say that America's game plan is, is simply take the game to Atlas and completely just completely try to overrun them with as much chances as possible. Who is the one player that in that lineup that Christian just mentioned? That needs to step up and have the biggest game of the night. Los Waters. Okay. I would I would say Gio for me. Gio would have to be my man. But uh AJ? Genius. I just want to just see him continue to keep get on that streak of just scoring goals. He's got six goals, if I'm not mistaken, this year in this season. So it's just this thing. I just want him to just score. As many goals as he possibly can, especially we just got we got these and the league is just right around that corner. So it's like the time where you know Venus is doing Maravinas things and just bagging in goals for us. And I feel that we he's gonna need a confidence booster to get us going into the league, especially since coming from last season, where towards the end that's when he started doing a lot of things. Now I would like for him to repeat the same thing that he's been doing for us and just just bagging in goals for us. Interesting. All right. Well, we'll see. One of those, one of these three guys needs to have a big game. If not, hopefully all of them do because that would mean a very good night for America. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we'll have to wait and see. So make sure you guys follow us over on in, on Instagram and Twitter at EY Podcast. If for whatever reason you guys cannot watch this game, you guys can head over to our Twitter, follow it live uh, minute by minute as we'll be live tweeting this whole matchup. All right, gentlemen, talk to me about your predictions before we wrap all things up. AJ, I'm going with you first, my man. 3 0. 3-0 right there, fast and uh, straight to the point. And I agree with you, AJ. It has to be a 3-0 victory. Christian? 3-1. 3-1. And that is exactly more of a believable result because we know that America in this uh, state of mind cannot keep a clean sheet to save their own lives. But 3-1, again, another good result. Actually, Actually go 4-1. Three, four, no, you can't take that. You're saying 3-1 <laughs> because my prediction is going to be 4-1. <laughs> no, you said it. You just agree with AJ. You, right? Did he just say, okay, yes, yes AJ, I, said, I agree with you. It needs to be a 3 0. Yeah, I said it needs to be a 3 0. Not, I'm going to say it's going to oh, be okay, a 3 0. Okay, well, you didn't say that. It's 4 1. I was just in 4 1. Got it down. Pencil it down, someone. 
All righty then. Well, just not to repeat, I'm going with 5 1. Because okay, we yeah, might as okay, well just okay, add okay, another well, goal. Well. Oh, it's not going to happen. I know, but now I have to say that because you've taken my prediction. And I'm not going to go back and say 3 1 because you just said that. So I have to say something that was obviously uh, not one. said before. I think but um, it needs to be, needs to be a game. game yeah, this needs to be the game. This really needs to be the game. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, though. I mean, no disrespect to Atlas and overcoming into this one, just completely <laughs> disregarding them. No, no disrespect to you guys, but we just need to trample you guys, and then we'll get on our way back to hopefully yeah, better, I mean, better days. Yeah, I mean, actually, they still probably can. Actually, this is a big game yeah. for them. Actually, mm-hmm. it is. It's so we know that they're, they're only one point off twelfth place. Exactly. So we know that they're coming into, but even then, America cannot cannot fall to a thirteenth side. Because they know they need to win, so, so they need to they need to get points. They don't. I don't think they necessarily. Need to come no, they're not going to stay back like they normally. Come on, man! This is the game, man. Four one. Let's go. It has Ooh. to be. It has to be. And All right, gentlemen. We've extended this podcast far, far enough. We've gone way past the time that we uh, that we usually go to. But again, it was a very good discussion. So thank you very much. I just want to give a huge shout out to everyone that was in the chat. Our good friends over. From uh, La Feria Nation saying hello, good game on Saturday. See you guys in the guia. Obviously, coming over from the Lions and Podcast. Good game to you, my good sir. You guys have, honestly, you guys won that one fair and square, even though I will say the match was rigged somehow. How? I don't know, but it just was. Um, but yeah, thank you to everyone in the chat. Our good friend, Ms. Caritores, uh, Lost Boys, AP, uh, AP Junior, uh, to every single one of you guys, Freddie. Everyone, thank you so much. And to everyone listening, thank you so, so much for making this podcast a possibility. And I know we didn't get the time to, but this episode is brought to you guys over by Foot Cult. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go over, head over to footcult.com and you guys can check out some of the great jerseys, some of the great clothing, some of the great just accessories they have made for the typical Liga Mikey's fan. So there you guys have it. Go over there. Check it out. If you guys see anything that you guys like, make sure you guys use the discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. And again, that's discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. Gentlemen, it's been quite the evening. Hope you guys had a good one. Thank you again for coming out. Any last words before we sign it off? Just silence. That's how you guys know that these guys are completely done ranting. But alrighty then. Thank you guys again for joining out. Thank you to all of you guys watching. Thank you to all of you guys listening. Make sure you guys find the episode, wherever it is. That's iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, iHeartRadio, anywhere and everywhere that you may find us. Thank you so much for your support. Leave a like, uh, leave a like on the video and also leave a iTunes rating. That would really help the podcast a lot. So make sure you guys leave a iTunes rating or a, uh, you know, Spotify rating, whatever it is, maybe just leave us a rating. Would really, really appreciate that and help us out in the long run. All right, gentlemen, have yourselves a wonderful, wonderful night. To everyone, again, thank you. Be safe. Wear your mask. We'll see you guys on the next episode. And as always, Arriba America. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.